0: So I know you're watching what I'm watching, right? When you see these yields creeping higher, you got an inflation print today, but markets have been at records. What is the takeaway here? What's it all telling you?
1: So, listen, there are records, but today, clearly, we saw what happened, right? Markets are weaker, other than the Dow, which is kind of flat at the moment, but the other three indexes are under a little bit of pressure. And this is part of the conversation that, you know, we've been having over time is that what rate, what 10 year rate is going to cause some repricing in the markets and at what pace does it happen? Does it shoot up because then you're going to get a reaction that's much more severe? If it's kind of slow and steady over the next six months, maybe not so severe. You might get a pullback, but not necessarily a swift and painful one. And so I think that's kind of the tone. The market also feels a little bit heavy to me. I've been talking about it in my note for uh, a couple of weeks now. And I I think that we're at the point where every attempt to move higher is just a little bit less robust, right? So the market just feels like it needs to take a breath and is looking for a reason to really want to back off. And today it may get some of that reason as we look at weakness in the S&P and NASDAQ and the Russell with the Dow just kind of trading flat.
0: Right. So you say we're taking a you know a pause, not a collapse. Even though, right, second day that we're seeing the S and P selling off. So did the, is this the type of pullback that you say, hey, I'm going to pick up a little bit of some of my favorite stocks? If so, what so, would be some of the first things you would buy on a dip here, like what we're seeing?
1: So I don't necessarily think down a third of a percent is the dip that I'm really looking for. I've actually been much more aggressive. I'm a kind of hoping that we get somewhere between a 7 and 9% okay. dip in the broader market. That would be kind of what I'm really looking for. Days like today where we're off a third of a percent are not the kind that say, oh, wow, I got to jump right in and buy this dip. I don't really consider this a dip. That being said, the names that I right. like, and we've said this before, is, you know, look, and they're all down today just because the market's down, right? JP Morgan and Bank of America, which are two names I told you in that space that I really like, both of those names have broken out. They look like they want to move higher. Rising yields will certainly be good for them. An improving economy will be good for them. And the, as a long-term investor, those are all those are names that I own. Those are names that I like. And on a bigger pullback, those are names that I will add to. I like the XLF as I agree as well, with you, by you the way.
0: Yeah, right. I agree with you, by the way. I mean, I, I shouldn't have even called it a dip because I mean, yeah. you know, a third of a percent is nothing. You know, right. I agree, right. I fully agree. Right. You know, once you start moving more than 5% and that's when you right. really start to see some action, you know, um, and and when you start to see a pattern too. I mean, right. you know, this fluctuating back and forth and it's sort of a go nowhere fast, a kick the can down the road searching for direction. So you do like the XLF, which is some of these bank names. You also like Bout, tell me about that, B-O-U-T. So-
1: so Bout is an IBD, Investors Business Daily, right, Investors.com. It's a it's an innovative fund based on uh, an analysis that they do about stocks that are breaking out, stocks that are going to outperform. It has done really, really well. B-O-U-T is the symbol. Um, and if you look it up and you'll see, it's done really, really well over the course of one month, three month year. It's up 18% year to date. It's up 34% in the last three months alone. Um, and it's got really interesting holdings in it. If you look at some of the holdings that are in there. There's uh, Generac, there's Crocs, there's Logitech, there's Etsy, there's Trade Desk, and these are all names that IBD identifies as stocks that are outperforming. Um, and if you follow this particular ETF, it has done a very good job at kind of uh, allocating their assets and and its performance. Today it's down like everything else, so you can't look at it today. But if you look at it broadly and you like the idea of stocks that are breaking out identified by IBD, this is a great way to play it.
0: So about it really is break out. Break out. Right? I mean, that's basically what it stands break for. Break out. Um, tell me about some of these other names in the tech world. Um, are you a fan of technology or non-FANG? I mean, are there certain names that you like in tech? Because everybody yeah, so wants to invest in tech still, right? right.
1: And, and, and and listen, And tech is great. And you need to be in tech and you need to be in artificial intelligence or cybersecurity because that's absolutely kind of where it's going, right? So you want to be in front of the curve, not behind it. Look, there's nothing wrong with some of the FANG names. I own Apple. I own Microsoft. Those are two of the FANG names. And I like them. And they'll always be kind of a foundational holding for me. But outside of that, and we've talked about this before, too, whether it's uh, cybersecurity names, right? You can play that through that hack ETF, which gives you a broader exposure to kind of uh, uh, that sector, right? So if you don't want to pick a yeah. single name and you want broader exposure. And the artificial intelligence space and in that space that connects the internet of things because of the way we all live and work today. Those are still names that I like. They're outside of the fame names. They yeah. are within the technology well, world and they will provide opportunity.
0: Yeah, yeah. Good stuff there. Also, what's your thought on Bitcoin? Because uh, today, Anthony Scaramucci, who I know, I'm sure you know him of Skybridge, um, and all the money that he, first of all, he said, be cautious. He put all the caveats on there, like, be careful, Oh, but by the way, I have an enormous amount of money in Bitcoin and think it could go to 100,000 by the end of the year. and so I did like that he said be cautious. He was trying to be frank, and he also said, "Look, I have this money invested. I mean, that's it's public knowledge. So um, it's a fifty thousand sto- plus. What do you think? And I mean,
1: He started a SkyBridge fund, which now people can, you can invest in it, right? A SkyBridge uh, Bitcoin fund, uh, which I know that he's getting out there. Look, I was was always anti-Bitcoin, you know, a couple of years ago. I didn't really believe in it. I didn't think it was going to catch on. But I have now done more work on it myself. I've learned more about it. I'm paying attention to what's happening in the world with it. Certainly, it's getting a lot of adoption. I think last week when Bank of New York, the oldest bank in this country, came out and said that they were going to support the custody and the transfer and the holding of the asset. I think that was a real shot in the arm. And then you had Elon Musk, you know, talk about, you know, investing 1.5 billion. Who's going to be next? Jeff Bezos. Yeah, absolutely. And you're a believer that
0: it's something. It's something. What about Visa and American Express?
1: And I like Visa and American Express because that's kind of the recovery story, right? American Express has already broken out. And now it looks like it wants to fire it today. It's not because the market's weaker. And Visa appears to be setting itself up visa has to trade up and through 220 before i'm completely convinced but i'm going to keep my eyes on it because that's the level where once it hits 220 that breaks out that would be the opportunity if you want to try to jump in beforehand and try to ride that wave
0: go ahead but i'm waiting for that pattern to complete before i jump in